Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to Payne Auto Talk. I am Chris Marshall of the Payne Street Team, brought to you by Payne Auto Group Valleywide and PayneAutoGroup.com because we have what you want. Look at the us regardless. Today with us, we have Mr. John Barraza of Payne Auto Group. He is... Uh, Good afternoon, sir. How are you doing? Good, good. All awesome. Glad to be here. I feel like I'm on one of those uh, radio stations. I feel feel oh. famous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll make you famous. But um, you are in a very interesting position here at the Auto Mall because you're like the executive officer. You're overseeing, was it four stores here? Um, four or five. I mean, we've got the big three. Of course, we have Fiat and uh, also Alfa Romeo. But we've got... We've got Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. We've got Ford, Chevy Buick GMC. You've got the big three. So basically, you've got Detroit right here in our backyard. Yeah. Well, um, the only store that I, I don't look over is the uh, is a Ford store, but uh, um, I, I enjoy selling whatever kind of vehicle, whether it's uh, one of my vehicles, um, just just selling a vehicle. Period. I uh, the the best part of my job is actually when I'm out talking to customers um the most boring part of my job is when i'm looking at financial statements looking at numbers so if i can get outside uh that's kind of how i was brought up in the actual business and you know this is always going to be a a handshake business and you know customers want to see who they're dealing with and uh me as a manager i I like to see who we're selling so it kind of works hand in hand on both sides for me awesome and how long have you been in the business great question uh so as of uh this year, um, I just finished 26 years in the business. Wow. I started, uh, I started in 1995, and uh, it was just supposed to be a job, not a career, just a short <laughs> job, because I finished uh, undergrad and I uh, was waiting to go to uh, law school. And, um, you know, someone said, hey, go, uh, go in the car business, earn, you know, earn some money for, for law school. And uh, sure enough... It was time to, to go to school, and uh, I was having so much fun. And uh, I tried to call everybody who I knew, uh, everyone, like, hey, you have got to come do this. It, to me, it was the easiest thing in the world because people were coming to your dealership to buy a car. And uh, the only thing that they hadn't decided was who they were going to buy it from. And uh, to me, it was great. And I love talking to people. So, you know, I treat, you know, everyone like family and because uh, it makes my day so much easier. And uh, from there, I just started selling car after car. And, you know, it was interesting. My, when, I, when I started, I guess I was 23 years old. And I'd have people come in. And next thing I know, they'd be there the following day with their aunts, their uncles, their grandparents. And uh, just telling, you know, what a great experience it was. And it just it just took off, you know, from uh, from there. And uh like I said, I've tried to bring so many people in, and uh, this business is really easy. Just take care of people the way that you'd want to be treated, whether it's for parts, service, sales, body shop, I guess whatever kind of business. Just take care Just take care of people, and uh, they'll take care of you. So it's kind of been my motto, and uh, I've enjoyed it because uh, along the years, not only have I enjoyed 26 years of working, but I've met some amazing people on both sides, meaning uh, on the customer side and also on the, uh, on the dealer side, and uh, some of these People have become lifelong friends, uh, people who I consider family. So it's been great. And you've been doing it all across Texas, not just here in the Valley. You started up north. Uh, I've sold uh, cars in both uh, San Antonio and Austin up north. Ah, yeah. And uh, I'm originally from Alice, Texas. That's where I finished high school. And uh, after that, I went to college, and I... uh, I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed, uh, I've always enjoyed talking to people. I always, even in college, I was, uh, I worked as a, uh, as a waiter. I even worked at a, uh, at a car wash and, uh, from the ground up, from the ground up. Yeah. I even, uh, I even worked at a call center and, uh, oh, just, man. just talking to people and, uh, I've really enjoyed it. So working at a call center was, uh, was a little tougher, but when you're, when you're, when you're selling vehicles, you have something tangible and, uh, you know, if people say, well, it's a car, well, it's not just a car. It's what people use to take their kids to school. It's what people use to get to work. It's, uh, it's what people use, you know, to uh, take their wife to the hospital for their firstborn, secondborn, yeah. thirdborn. You know, that, that's why there's so much emotion when people buy a car. You know, I've seen, I've seen so many people get stressed out at happy situations. For instance, you, you go to, you go to a, 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 a wedding. And you see these brides stress out over pictures, the food. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've always thought, you, you know, that's the worst time to be stressed out. This yeah. should be one of the happiest days of, of your life. 
um, because everyone who is there at a wedding should be there for you. They're not there for their own selfish reasons. So just worry about yourself. Uh, you know, the best advice that uh, had an uncle give me at a wedding was, um, as a wife, just take care of your husband at the wedding, and as a husband, just take care of your wife. Yeah. And uh, just so if you just take care of each other, everything else should, should fall in place. Well, here at the dealership, kind of the same motto. Customer walks in, just take care of your customers as much as you can, and your customers will, will take care of you. And it's been working for 26 years, so I don't plan on changing it. It sounds like it. Sounds yeah. like it. Yeah. yeah. I still have customers that, that uh, come visit me from Austin uh, and, uh, and San Antonio to buy cars here. They'll make a that trip. That says down, it right there. Yeah, they'll make a trip down here, and, uh, um, you know, there'll be. Uh, There'll be guys just asking, hey, uh, how do you have customers that come that far? I'm like, just take care of your customers. I know. If they're coming that far, then there's a reason why they are. So, And you've done all the brands. You've done foreign now, uh, foreign autos and now domestics and everything in between. Huh? Yeah, I, I have. I, I uh, originally bit my teeth on a brand that uh, was considered maybe not one of the brands that everybody, you know, uh, purchased, meaning when you when you first uh when you first started or when i first started selling cars it it, it was easy and it was a brand that was a little tougher to sell it wasn't like having one of the big three you go yeah i'm just kidding i'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was uh, actually it was maybe about a half notch above you go oh, no. <laughs> wasn't too, wasn't too far let's just say they're no longer in business oh no um so uh but it was a uh, it was a good cause it was a good time it was a really good good time i enjoyed it it's always nice when when you're selling cars, the only person you have to worry about is yourself. And mm-hmm. obviously, as, as the years have gone by, you know, I've had more and more employees that uh, that I'm responsible for. But that, that's also been a joy as well. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm watching over a couple of stores. That's that's a that's a lot of responsibility and, and a lot of trust. You know, and uh, in our previous podcast, we talked to uh, Hector Cruz. He talked about his uh, being interviewed by the pains, you know, and being in a room with all of them and he says it's it's quite interesting and uh how how did you how did you take it when they said hey would you mind watching over this store and this store i mean what was that like was it like juggling or just, uh, you know, I, I think it's just like having uh, having kids. You know, managing one st- managing one store, and then you, to manage two stores. I think in the beginning you you get two kids, and, and it's, it's a little bit of an adjustment that yeah. you manage, and and you get three kids, and it's been it's an adjustment. I say after three kids, you know, <laughs> it's, it wouldn't matter if you had three or you have twelve. It, oh it, no, it's all the same. But uh, no, I, I'd say the actual key is uh, is just having good people and. Uh, and uh, I've been blessed with that, and uh, it's you know everybody wants to help out, and everybody wants to do their part, and in doing so, I, I've uh, I've been, I guess part of my job is coaching, and as a coach, I give more and more of that responsibility to to my uh, to my management staff, and uh, they've you know they've they've taken on tons of responsibility, and in doing so, it's allowed me to go and learn other things, so that way we can we can be uh, more of a leader in the market, grab more market share. Uh, whether we're selling, you know, um, Westlaco, uh, we're selling in McAllen, we're selling in San Antonio, Edinburgh. I mean, we we're just trying to reach reach out there. I don't, I don't want to be known as someone who just sells to customers here in in Westlaco. And if you're going to sell that far, then you have to give people a reason to want to come come see you. And um, you know, that's that's a motto that uh, we've taught all of our people you know, and it's working. And uh, I hope we continue to grow. Yeah, and I was about to say, you know, the big elephant in the room that, you know, always comes up is the fact of um, whatever you want to call it, the microchip thing, the vehicle shortage. But now we're getting vehicles in and it's some pretty, pretty cool stuff, especially with new Gladiator going on. What 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 is new out there? I mean, Ram trucks, of course, we're right now in the uh, CDJR in the Ram building. But uh, what what is on the horizon right now that we need to be looking out for? You know, good good question. You know, the uh, it's it's interesting. I have, I have a lot a lot of friends and a lot of different uh, a lot of different professions, and uh, like we'll get together for dinner, and uh, it just seems that no matter what happens, whether it's my friends from the medical field or legal field or business field, it seems like we always end up talking about cars because there's so much new on on the rise. So many things are, are coming out, and. Uh, I think with with uh, manufacturers, you know, they're trying to get things out there that people want to talk about, people want to buy, um, whether it's horsepower, whether it's speed, whether it's, you know, to, uh, 
wheels are becoming bigger. You know, they're going from, I remember when you first heard of, of 20 inch wheels. Now yeah. it's like, a, I mean, when you first saw 20 inch wheels, you're like, oh my God, look at that. What is that? And, uh, now, and that was a big upgrade too. Yeah, well, yeah. I got 20 inch yeah. wheels. Yeah. Now that's, it's pretty standard, yeah. right? Pretty standard. Now, uh, you know, there's vehicles that, that come from the manufacturer with 24 inch wheels and, you know, oh, I'm hear, hearing that's supposed to become bigger. And, oh. uh, and of course people are getting, you know, uh, more and more options. Um, uh, you know, um, I remember when backup camera, that was like, oh, wow, oh, yeah. you got a backup camera? Oh, now it's, that's almost like a necessity. Um, yeah, that's, it's, I mean, when I first saw one, I'll tell you what, I thought it was sorcery. Yeah. I was like, where's <laughs> the camera? And now, and especially with technology, like on the Ram trucks, they have, I call it the iPad. It's that huge glass panel on yeah. the center. And like Ram came out with that and I'm going, okay, everybody else is going to follow suit. And how soon is the you know, the rest of the panel going to be, as what they call in the aviation industry, all glass. You know, and it's already happened. Yeah, uh, and uh, the new Grand Grand uh, Wagoneer. Yeah, Grand Wagoneer. That thing is, and that thing's got screens galore. I, I don't even know where one screen ends and one screen starts on on, on those things. They are they are beautiful. And uh, like I said, I think manufacturers have put a lot of things out there that create buzz. You know, electric vehicles, hybrid vehicles. You know, horsepower type things uh you know uh, 360 screens uh, you know the first time i took I took a, a vehicle home that, that i purchased my son who at the time was i think eight or nine he got in he saw the camera when i was backing up and he oh said, yeah it looks all the way around the car yeah, yeah he said stop stop and I'm like and he looked up he goes this thing this thing has a has a what do you call those things not a hoverboard but uh drone he goes this thing has a drone above it <laughs> i'm like no i like he's like but look at the camera it's like it looks it's like above us like it's just technology, you know, software. People a lot smarter than me have obviously been able to to develop that. But, yeah, so many int- interesting uh, things out there. Uh, uh, we're excited about a few things coming. Uh, over here we have our uh, we have a, a V8 Jeep, you know, that, that, that came oh. out. That was pretty crazy. We have a hybrid Jeep. Uh, we have an all-electric uh, Jeep coming out. Uh, you know, you, uh, you know, Hummer's coming back out. We're excited about yeah, that. Yeah, that, that thing does a crab crawl. That yeah. thing's wild. It's interesting, you know, Hummer was the gas guzzler that mm-hmm. you know, basically shut down uh, GM at, at one point in time, and now it's coming back, but it's, now it's coming back as an EV vehicle, so go yeah. figure. You know, who would have thought that uh, back in 2007, if you would have said, hey, uh, Hummer's going to be an electric vehicle, you would have been crazy. Oh, no. Schwarzenegger would have been saying, no, it's not, you know? <laughs> so we got all that, and I know, like, with the, uh, like you said, the wraparound technology, I know Volkswagen they're doing this thing on one of their, the new micro bus thing. And, and when they said they were going to do it, I'm like, okay, when's the big three going to do it? Like a, a superimposed uh, camera system where it, like at nighttime you can see something like a deer jump out from your peripheral or something, you know, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be science fiction made into science fact. And I think it's only a matter of time. Do we, do we have an inside track on that yet or no? No, I don't. Uh, I think, uh, I think uh, people's, uh, People's ideas—it's amazing. I think there's there's a people in one room that are coming up with the, all these ideas, and then they meet with the people who have the brains, mm-hmm. and then allowing those people to put it together. Uh, you know, it's amazing that you can have an idea, and then somebody can put it together like that. Just amazing, like self-driving vehicles. Oh uh, lord! Uh, which is interesting because me personally, I, I enjoy driving. Um, mm. I enjoy sometimes. Uh, you know, I, I live in I live in McAllen and uh, work in Westlake, and that drive is is therapy for me oh yeah yeah so except for the interchange yes <laughs> actually you know the interchange is not is not so bad for me i know a lot of people complain about it but you know living in in austin san antonio this is uh That's this, true. Yeah, this is really nothing for for traffic maybe you get stuck in traffic for about uh five minutes and uh you know people sometimes can stress out about it you sometimes in austin you look at your at your gas and you got an eighth of a tank and you're you're worried yeah oh, i've driven in houston traffic yeah that right there is not fun so they can they can keep that but with all this uh going back and forth i mean that's a lot of miles it's really i remember the first time when uh i got that i had a 2016 z71 suburban and that haptic feet bag in the seat when it would tell me you know the seat would buzz on one side burp 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 man i thought i sat on my phone and i didn't know what was going on and i had to you know when I got back to the dealership, I said, hey, uh, my seat's vibrating. Oh, that's the, the lane change and lane warning and all this mm. kind of jazz. And then all of a sudden it's correcting itself. And yeah. you're talking about the self-drive stuff. And I know Elon Musk and, and all them, they have that going on kind of right now. But that's right now. 
Yeah. So it's like, I'm just wondering what's next. Well, it's, it's interesting. You, know, you talk about all the things that, uh, that are coming. I, I'm looking at all the things that are, that are gone. For instance, we don't have that many standard vehicles in, anymore. Yeah. The, 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 the sedan is going the way of the Dodo. Yeah. The, the, uh, the sedans are going away, but I, I laugh at the, uh, at the transmissions of, uh, because standard shift, like I said, is pretty much mm. gone away. But I mean, even maybe four years ago, there were still some standard vehicles you could get, uh, you know, we would have them in our in our Camaros, and uh, there was a few other trucks that that would come that way. And it was funny; we would have what we call a lot rodeo, where we go and we move the vehicles around. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were some vehicles that uh, we couldn't get moved because you know there's a lot of uh, a lot of our sales staff don't know how to drive standard shifts. Yeah, so no that, joke. That was that was hilarious. Like the first gen Challenger, <laughs> that first three thousand of them were all stick, and yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. So that that was hilarious. So uh, I have a. I have a, a, a vehicle that uh, was, was my dad's vehicle, and I drove it home one day, and I picked up my son, and uh, he he got in the truck, and he said, oh, you're driving Grandpa's truck. Yeah, I said, hey, I'll take you to practice. So he gets in, and he shuts the door. We start taking off, and we get over to, to practice, and uh, and uh, the door was locked. And, There's uh, a manual lock. Yeah, and so he's pulling on it. He's pulling on the door handle, and he's like a... Uh, 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 how does the door open? I'm like, well, pull pull the button up. Where's the button? You know, <laughs> behind you, <on> your shoulder, <laughs> yeah, right there. Just pull the button up. And uh, he was like, I mean, he stared at it like uh, like it was. I don't know what he thought it was. And, <laughs> and when I told him like to like pull it up, you know, he you know didn't know how hard he should do it or anything else. And then finally, he I guess it came to him, but uh, he got it. And then I thought I'd play around with him. I said, so hey, uh, roll down the window. Oh man! And he looked at it, and he's, uh, where's the button? <laughs> oh man! So, I uh, said, "There's no button. It's that, it's that handle." And of course, <laughs> he, you know, you know the way that uh, we have. I mean, he's, you know, you you get the thing. I mean, you can start cranking it. You start cranking it quick. He was doing it with two hands, and it took him, you know. I don't know. He was probably going at it for about thirty seconds before he even rolled it oh, halfway halfway down. Just dude, I'd be laughing. I was laughing. I was cracking up. But anyway, yeah, it just kind of shows as far as how technology has changed, and uh, you know, there's there's so many things that we kind of take for granted that maybe you know myself being forty nine years old can obviously still remember a lot of things. But kids today, you know, who you know, if my son's ten years old, um, he doesn't know anything else. He's never he's never seen. Uh, crank windows. Yeah, it's like the kids born into the internet. Yes. My kids did the same thing. My folks got a pre-owned uh, early 2000s uh, three-quarter ton Ram and they got the biggest kick out of the, the roll-down windows when <laughs> my folks told them, go ahead and roll the window down. They thought they thought it was the bee's knees. And I, I was like, wow, little things, you know? But it yeah, just... No, the, the the auto industry has, has changed so much and, and what's, what's happening is everyone's trying to come out with a with a bigger, better mousetrap, and yeah. uh, what can we do? What can we add add to these vehicles? And uh, I'll tell you, a lot of the things that, that I see being added to the vehicles, I start asking myself, do we really need these things? And then, sure enough, two years later, we can't live without them. Mm-hmm. Um, but but they've, they've also made tons and tons of, of of progress on safety features. Safety features have really come a long way, and uh, you know, vehicles are, are a lot safer. You know, even today, when you know you're you're looking at buying vehicles for for your children. You know, obviously, uh, you know, economics, you know, yeah. plays a factor. But a lot of people are not willing to go and buy a 10-year-old vehicle anymore yeah. because the safety factors that you have in the newer vehicles. Oh, yeah, like the side curtain airbags. I sure. thought that was hoodoo voodoo when it came out. I thought that was neat. Yeah, yeah. I I, I remember, you know, back in the day, the the the... The best thing you could get for for your for a kid was ABS brakes. You know, yeah, wow, ABS brakes. Wow, that was great. I mean, now you know, like I said, all those things are standard. standard yeah. yeah. First time airbags came out, you know, I was there. Now two airbags. Wow. Now six airbags, twelve airbags, fourteen airbags. Even little Fiat five hundred of what the, the cloud seven yeah. of them or something yeah. like that. It was wow. Yeah. No. So so the the auto industry has changed has changed a lot. And I'll, and uh, you know even during you know, COVID times really changed a lot. I, I'd say the 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 auto industry has changed more in the past three years than it has in the past thirteen years. It yeah. just it has evolved so so much. Yeah, even my dad's tractor, it's a hydrostatic transmission. You put your foot on it and you rock the thing forward and you yeah. rock it back. And I'm like, I grew up driving these little Grove tractors with a a stick. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I can still drive stick. I'll tell you this. 
when the the Alpha Four C came out, and I'm sitting there, oh man, we got a you know this turbocharged you know Italian pasta rocket, man, this is gonna be awesome. And I look in the car, and I went, hey, uh, there's the Alpha, right? Yeah, this is from Italy, right? Yeah. Isn't there supposed to be like a chrome gated shifter in there? You know, where's that third pedal at? And it wasn't there. And uh, it's like, you know, why did I grow my mustache? You know, it's sure. like, come on, I want to get my Burt Reynolds on my my uh, my um, Thomas Magnum, my Tom Selleck on. Everybody under thirty is like, who? Are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, Magnum PI came on a little. What was it three hundred eight Ferrari? Yeah, a little chrome gated shifter. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe some people know Magnum PI because I guess it came back and somebody else plays Magnum PI now. Yeah, the, it, it did. And I was like, yay. And then I, I didn't see the show. I saw the trailer. And I think to get out of the old and into the new, they smashed the old Ferrari. And I was like, I can't watch this. I can't. I can't watch this. I want that 308, man. And that was like an entry-level Ferrari. Sure. But it was iconic. I yes. mean... Look at, uh, I know Pontiac went the way of the Dota. Look what Knight Rider did, yeah. you know, for that gen of Trans Am or even back in the Burt Reynolds days, you know, what that did. And then they tried to re-release Bandit. What they use? A Dodge Stealth. And I was like, that's not the same. That was a TV show. Yeah. I think it went for a, a season or two. I can't remember. But, yeah, uh, I, I think I remember that. Yeah, it's, it's kind, of, kind of hard to... To come back with, you know, something that that was their signature. Yeah. Oh, yeah. a couple of years ago at the stock show, y'all had that. Uh, we had it in our booth. The uh, it was a Chevy van. It was had a Regency conversion on it. Mm -hmm. Had a forty-two inch flat screen. It had the the blinds and the windows and the James Bond seat in the back. You know, that folded out into a bed. And yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, thing was awesome, man. <laughs> and there were kids going, "Wow, I didn't know they did this." And everybody over thirty-five is just looking at them like, "What?" Yeah, good time vans. That's yeah, I mean, a, back in the days of road trips. And, hey, we, we had a Ram van, and then we went to a, a caravan. And now Grand Caravan and Town and Country is now the Pacifica. Yeah, and they've, uh, they've, they've gone away. They've gone away. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's crazy how, uh, you know, if, if uh, we're not selling to the masses on, on something, they, they go away. Yeah, it's – and – and Chrysler just put that, uh, I, I talked about it in a previous podcast, that uh, vacuum cleaner. Yeah. That was the selling point. It's like, hey, you vacuum up your little goldfish crackers and your Cheerios. And, and the dad's like, oh, I'm sold. It's built in. I don't yep. have to drag the shop back out. Oh, I'm sold. And, I mean, they thought it was the coolest thing. <laughs> yeah, like I said, uh, uh, vehicles have, have all kinds of uh, all kinds of gadgets. And, uh, you know, they, they never seem to amaze me uh, every year when the new vehicle comes out. They'll be out with some new gadget. Um, it's like, what's next? Yeah. Yeah, you know, when uh, power running boards came out, like, wow. Oh, those yeah, those are cool. Yeah. I still like those. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so so definitely the, the actual business is, is evolving. Uh, uh, vehicles are, are, are evolving. Um, you know, our customers are, are, are evolving. Um, so it's, it's, it's always changing. And then... Right when you think you've got it, uh, you've got it down as far as how you're supposed to be, be doing things. Something comes in and, and changes. Somebody it. reinvents the wheel. Yeah, like especially like with financing, it used to be one way, and now it's like y'all have what I call turnkey financing. It's like all these lenders, and also with the with the advent of the internet, yeah. you know, people can sit there and go on paynordergroup.com. That's right, and they can sit there and start the process there. I mean, there's some people that just print it out and they come in. This is the car I want, and and y'all deliver it's like no that's almost that, like ordering a it's, pizza it's it's exactly right you know a lot of a lot of customers um want to spend as little time as possible in the dealership so they they do everything ahead of time uh but then on the flip side you also have customers who they want to see it touch it smell it before yeah. they before they actually sign on the dotted line so we we have to we have to work with all types of customers just depending as far as what you want like I said, some people want to be in and out. Some people want to, you know, be here all, all day. Uh, some people want to, you know, they they want to they want to test drive the blue one. They want to test drive the red one. They're exact same vehicles, but yeah, the you color. Know, yeah, they could, to, to some people, maybe the color affects the drive. I, I I don't know, but you know, whatever. I mean, obviously, if you're getting ready to to spend what you're going to spend on a vehicle, you need to you need to drive it. Um, but you know, there's a lot of customers who will be just opposite. Hey, I've driven Chevrolet trucks my whole life. I've driven Ram trucks my whole life. Uh, 
they drive, they all drive the same. So hey, okay. Yeah, brand loyalty. I understand is there's some people that are diehard. I mean that they they won't touch. I mean for the longest time I was, bef- I mean, my first car was an '86 Ford Tempo GL, former rental car. Standard shift or auto? no? Oh. It was an auto, but uh, it had some issues. Uh, the previous driver. My sister, and uh, and and uh, yeah, and that car kind of ruined me on the blue oval for a little bit, yeah. and then later on, I started warming up to it. I'm like, oh okay, you know. And then I was helping some friends out, and they had a power stroke, and I was like, oh okay. And it was a '93. I think their dad started their oil field business with it. They had that thing for oh my god, over ten years, hmm. and they flipped the odometer, and they had it you know, a couple hundred thousand miles and they just did the lube order and they kept doing OEM parts and every now and then, you know, oil field, you know, in and out of the vehicle, they had the seats redone and it, you know, she had a few dents in it, a couple of scratches, but it kept going 10 bucks. It's probably still going whoever they sold it to. Sure. So it's just what, it's like, what would you like to personally see? Like if you could wave a magic wand, I always love asking this question. What would you like to see? You have the magic wand, mischief managed, boom. What are we talking about? Um, actually, well, in today's current day, I wish I could order as many vehicles as uh, as I could for our customers. <laughs> because there is a huge demand that obviously we can't keep up with on our vehicles right now. It, you know, there was, there was a time where on an average, each one of our stores would carry five, six hundred, sometimes seven, eight hundred vehicles on, on the lot, depending on the time of the year. Um, now we're carrying 40, 50 vehicles in the lot. So we're carrying 90% less vehicles. And, yeah. uh, so that is, that is crazy because of all the, all the inventory that we used to keep. And, you know, customers said, well, yeah, I, I want to see the silver one. I want to see the white one. I want to see the gray one. And, uh, you know, we had them all. Yeah. And now we're a couple of days away from Christmas. Yeah. You know, and now customers are like, okay, I want to see the blue one you have. So, okay, let me, let me bring it around. And uh, you try to bring it around, and someone's buying it. Like, oh, okay, I'm sorry, we just sold it. This customer, okay, well then I'll I'll take the the red one that I saw. Okay, let me get the keys to it, and okay, that one's being sold yeah. as we speak. So it's it's frustrating because as as a as a salesperson, as a sales manager, just anybody on on the retail side, you hate to show someone something, and right in the middle of some you know of that, someone takes away, say, hey, I'm sorry, it just sold. I mean, nobody likes that, and. Uh, it's uh, it's sad for us because it puts us in a weird situation where we don't like to tell customers, "Hey, it's gone." You know, or, or you know, to, when a customer comes in, they say, "Okay, we want to think about it." You should think about it. It's you know, making making a buying decision is a is a big decision. And yeah. uh, but some customers, okay, I'll think about it and I'll think about it overnight. And I'll be like, "Wow, the vehicle just got here." Uh, if you're gonna think about it overnight, hey, I totally understand, but. Maybe you've heard this before, maybe years back, where people would say, you know, I got other people looking at it. Well, definitely, we have people. people yeah, online, on the lot. And I've had people ask me, hey, uh, you posted this on Facebook, or hey, I saw this on your website. How long is it going to be there? And I'm like, TikTok. Yeah. TikTok, it ain't already gone. Yeah, it could be already gone. Now, you know, uh, we have, you know, of course, we've always sold customers, you know, from, from further distances, as I kind of mentioned earlier. But now you have customers where, yeah, loyalty is a big deal. They want to come and deal with someone who they want, but especially when it comes to certain vehicles that are that are tough to get, and it's not a want vehicle, it's like a need vehicle. Let's say it's a 2500 or 3500 dual. Yeah, the people in yeah. Hot Shot yeah, and they're yeah. doing their private business and everything, yeah. Yeah, they need those vehicles. You got mm-hmm. people, we've had people fly in from um, Washington State. We have people fly in from Michigan. I mean, so it's hilarious. We have people who are flying in from Michigan to come buy a Chevrolet over yeah, here from Motor City, probably. Yeah. yeah. So I just thought that was kind of ironic, but uh, again, this goes to show that they're just not out there. That you know, the vehicles in general, especially if it's something that you're looking for, Corvette. I mean, yeah. um, those are just those are just going quick. I was about to say, and when when we finally do get the inventory in, it's like it's just going to explode as far as everybody having the option of. It, it's a madhouse because you know we have over. 200 salespeople and maybe one store's got 30 well another store's got 30 and if it's a hot vehicle everyone's trying to sell that same mm-hmm. vehicle um so they they go quick and it's it it used to be hey tell me whenever you get in a red four by four with a 6.2 engine 
Um, now she was just call me when you get a, a four by four truck. You know, yeah, no joke. I don't right? care what color it is. Just call me when you get it. And uh, you have to jump on on the deals quick because because they don't last. Yeah. And what uh, in your personal faves? Like you said, you you drive your dad's truck, and that's that's cool. But uh, like your personal faves, the car you grew up with, or when you probably drove a while back, and then you went, oh, you're kicking yourself. What, what was some of your favorite stuff that you drove? Favorite stuff I've uh, I've driven. Um, I'd probably tell you it's the same vehicle that I've always driven. I've always driven a, a Ford uh, F three fifty, just because it's a it's a workhorse for me, um, and uh, I love that it's got a a a, a solid axle suspension. Granted. There's also a flip side to that. You can go with a with a 3500 or 2500, and you can go with a uh, uh, with independent uh, suspension. The front definitely gives you a smoother ride. Um, but where I drive vehicles, you you wear them out. You wear out that front end real quick when you're bouncing all over the place. That's about yeah, you said you're from Alice, and that's out there, and, and y'all do that kind of ranching stuff. Same thing with the folks out there in uh, Rio and whatnot. What Ivan? What do you call it? Uh, South Texas pinstripes with the oh, yeah. <laughs> scratches on the side. Yeah, no, that's that that's the that's that's a that's a given for sure. That's a given. But uh, you know, to, it's all preference, and uh, I, I I would probably tell you that in the end, uh, that that preference probably comes from me just admiring those those trucks when I was a kid. I I uh, always wanted one, and uh, so when I was able to get one, um, I just I've never switched. You know, it's. I, you, you have certain people, and I know that we, you know, we make fun of people. You know, I'll be at the uh, at a get together with a bunch of guys, whether it's a barbecue or watching a football game, and we we're we're gonna make fun of each other for um, okay, because I drive a Ford and you drive a Chevy, or you drive a Dodge, or because one person drinks this kind of beer, the other person drinks this kind of beer, and you yeah. Know, or ribbing each other, yeah. yeah. You like the cowboys, or you mean the cowgirls, or you like the buccaneers, or you know, just so it, it. I guess it's all preference to how you grew up, and there's always a story for why someone likes likes something. And uh, uh, you know, I could give you, you know, I've, or I've kind of given my story, but there's other people who drive the same truck for a completely different story. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, there's, you know, we, we kind of talked about customer service. Um, I I can probably tell you, there's been a lot of customers that drive vehicles just because they happen to be at a service department and uh, they liked the way that they were being treated. Or mm-hmm. I had a guy who was been a Chevy guy his whole life and his, wa- his wife was here getting her, her Jeep worked on, liked the way that we talked to his wife and loved the service that we provided him. And he's like, hey, let me take a look at that Ram. You mentioned the big screen. I've never seen that yeah. big screen before. And all of a sudden, now he switched. And why did he switch? Well, because of service that he was provided and something on that vehicle that caught his eye. In this case here, it was that big screen. Yeah. So... But I'd say in the end, it's it's all about uh, customer service. If you know, customer service will go a long way for you. I'd say so. I'd say so. So uh, let me let me let me uh, let me flip it on you. So oh no, you are originally from Mission. Mission, okay. And you've been in the music industry since you were. Uh, I started singing for my supper in two thousand two. Okay. So, how does somebody tie in your music business into the automotive industry? How does how does how how does how did I end up here? Yeah, how do those two things come together? Well, everybody has a radio in their car, I hope. Sure. And uh, well, we're all the number one, we're all Grammy winners behind the wheel, especially when nobody <laughs> else is in the car. In the and, wheel, uh, <laughs> or, or in the shower, one of the two. Or in the, oh yeah, oh yeah. There's. There's some showers out there. I know they sound great. There was one shower when I was uh, <laughs> I was watching. I was uh, house sitting for a relative, and uh, I said, "Hey, well, I'm going to be gone for a while." And I said, "Okay." And I had some recording gear, and I said, "You know, let the shower dry it out." And I actually put an amp in there and mic'd it up. It sounded great. Yeah, there you like, go. If it sounds great for my voice. There you go. How about my amp? The amp sounded better. But um, yeah, it's it's just uh, it, it ties in with music too. You know, when you're playing music that people know and you're trying to please the crowd it's hard to be a human jukebox but yeah. you you try to please the crowd and uh if you can yeah it's like uh, when i sit in with bands they go hey have you heard this song no what's the key what's the count come on people are waiting on the dance floor we got to play this thing two three four one da, 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 da. it's like yeah country music can be easy to play or well, I'd say, I'd, I'd say country music and uh, 
seems like country music and trucks go hand in hand. I was about to say, you know, yeah, back porch picking, tailgate picking. That's, you know, that's kind of how I got this gig. I mean, there's, you know, I, there's numerous and numerous trucks that, uh, are, sorry, numerous songs that are about pickup trucks, mm-hmm. you know, going, going way back. And, uh, you know, people talk about getting a truck and as soon as they get, as soon as they, they get the truck one of the first things that they want to do to is put a stereo system in it oh yep uh, guilty as charged you know so well, so there's the, the day. so there's the uh there's the uh i guess the actual connection yeah if i had a vintage car i don't know if i could take out that eight track i got some eight tracks baby <laughs> oh yeah i've got willie nelson stardust i got don williams i probably got some deep purple somewhere oh man <laughs> i just I gotta find an eight-track player, but I ain't gonna fit in that uh, expedition draft. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's what we have YouTube. Yeah, but uh, I don't know how you know eight-track doesn't work anymore because we're, we're we're looking for instantaneous. You know, eight-track. Once you hear once you hear that song that you wanted, you had to wait yeah, four more songs to come back around. <laughs> yeah, so so things are changed now. You know, we're it's just like my my kid. He hears that song, and as soon as it's over, he's like, "You gonna play it again?" Okay, go ahead, play it again. Yeah, it's like a whole other album. That's why artists now are just they they sell a single. It's like, what about the rest of the record? It's like back in the day, you list, you know, you put in a tape, just yeah. a regular tape. It's like you're you're in for the long haul. Yeah, I mean, you probably remember uh, we'd sit there and uh, have our favorite radio station. You got a tape sitting there waiting in the tape deck. Oh yeah. Also, you're starting to record and you're recording all the other. Oh yeah. You know. Um, you know the the local ads and all the animal. I don't like brand spark plugs. You know all yeah. that kind of stuff. You know. Yeah. No. We. I remember doing that, and I would try to sit there, and I would try to catch it. You know, right as it that song yeah. came in. But of course, you never knew what song they were going to play. Yeah. So you sometimes you know I would miss the first five seconds of a song. Right. Or you hope the DJ would shut up that way you can actually hear the song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is a uh, very true. There was a, a station uh, in. Uh, and Corpus as well, 100.3, which is ironically the same. same or 101.3. Yeah. 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 And uh, there was another one, Z95, which played rock and roll. So those oh. those were my two stations. And, and another one, C101. Which played, yeah, C101. That's yeah, it. Yeah, C101. Yeah, 100, 100.3. I know it's KTEX down here, but it's KTEX in some other places, too. Yeah, no, it's KTEX in the, the Corpus Alice area. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. called oh, uh, Lord. Double Buck Radio. Double Buck Radio. There was another... I used to get all those um, bumper stickers from different radio stations, and it's an old-school country music guitar thing. You'd, you'd put the radio station bumper sticker on your guitar case, mm-hmm. you know, and you'd run into somebody, oh, I listen to that station, or oh, I'm a, I'm a, one guy's like, I'm a DJ there. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You know, so eh, it happens. Yeah. And so you like country music, huh? You know, I do. I, I grew up listening to, uh, to George Strait, and, uh, you know, he's... Uh, how what's uh, whether you're whether you're 83 or oh, yeah. or you're 13 you know you, you know who George Strait is Jorge Retro man yeah. hell yeah dude yeah he uh, he uh, he's uh, uh, how would I put this it's like I said he you know he's had number one hits for price spanning over since the 1970s yeah I believe the late 70s when. And Ace and the whole band started up. Yeah. So you like you like that older stuff. Oh, I love the older stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely, definitely like the older stuff. I, you know, turn my kids on to it, which is interesting because my, my son <laughs> play, he plays a little a little guitar. All right, and uh, you know he'll play some of the old the old tunes. But it's interesting because he'll uh, he'll play uh, Amarillo by Morning. Yeah. And then the next song is uh, he's uh, he's playing some ACDC. You know? Yeah, that's, that's that's me. Your boy is right on track, raising him right, raising him right. Yeah. So uh, so he uh, he's it's interesting, and, and even now you know we talked about technology, but you know the, the uh, new technology with uh, downloading music. You know, like he listened to the music that he listens to, and you think, man, is this guy sixteen or is he sixty? Because he's, oh, yeah. he's got he's oh, got. I mean. He listens to 38 special. I mean, oh man, Max Carl. Yeah, yeah so that's awesome, man. so it's interesting to you know, like, why does he keep listening to 38 yeah. special? You know, or or he he likes to buy those old vintage shirts. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's like shirts. the the big thing. Like when you see some kid wearing a a Nirvana shirt, it's like name me three Nirvana songs, <laughs> and they just look at you. I just like the shirt, <laughs> and I did the same thing. I see somebody and you know some kid, and they're you know. My kids, you know, they'd wear a Rolling Stones shirt. And, yeah. of course, you know, they're listening to the Stones with me. Sure. You know, it's like they know I love the 78 album. So, 
you know, play Beast of Burden, Dad. It's like, yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. But it's but but it, it's actually coming back around, all this stuff. True. I've got a 14-year-old, and she goes, yeah, I said, hey, Pumpkin, what are, you, what are you listening to these days? Oh, there's this band called Yacht Club. And I went, like a, like a sailing yacht? She goes, no, it's Y-O-T. And I went, mm, okay, I guess this is that internet text spelling, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's Yacht Club. And then she puts on this song, and and I'm going, hey, I thought you were going to put on your music. And she goes, what do you mean? I was like, is that The Cure? She's like, no. Is that Morrissey? No. Is it The Smiths? No. And it's Yacht Club. It's a song called uh, Japan, and it's it's from it sounds like it's from the '80s. It blew my mind, and I've got my fellow musicians that are my age and they're your age too. I sit there and I go, "Hey, does this sound like an '80s song?" And the same thing, they're going, "Is this off a Cure album? What what album is this?" I'm like, "Dude, this is new music." So it's all coming full circle, and I'm and I'm I don't know who the next George Strait's going to be. Yeah, but. Um I, I think uh, kids today have so much influence from uh, from their parents because now parents have access to all these music and mm-hmm. now obviously they listen to a lot of the music online. I uh, had to look at something on my phone right now mm-hmm. just to kind of bring up a story, but um, I, my, my son just turned 11, but two years ago uh, we're driving and uh, you know he threw out a name that just completely threw me off guard. He's like, Dad, play uh, play Rupert Holmes. And I'm like, Rupert Holmes and like, like I'm trying to think. Okay, this this is uh, this is rap. What is this? And uh, he goes, No, Dad, the the, the Pina Colada song. And I was like, Wow. Oh I, I, yeah. I, I didn't even know the guy's name. <laughs> oh yeah, because we're so yeah. Well, it comes down to big top forty and top one hundred yeah. stuff. So my wife always plays it, and he's you know he sees it you know pop up on the screen. I'll be dinged. Yeah. So it's just like I said, it's amazing how what what kids. Um, are exposed to and you know what they what they select that they're going to hold on to and what they're just going to come in one ear and go out the other. But uh, it's yeah interesting. You know, there's a lot, a lot of things in technology. You know, have have moved our kids further along. But a lot of that technology has also kind of brought in some of the old stuff too. Yeah, I mean, I remember when the the Nintendo was re released and everybody's going gaga over that. Yeah, and I'm sitting there going, I got an original Atari Twenty Six Hundred sitting right over here. It's like I got three or four copies of Demons to Diamonds and two copies of Defender. It's like I got to go on eBay and get a power adapter for it. But the thing is, I don't know how to hook it up to the modern TVs. There is no HDMI yeah. for an Atari. Yeah. Well, you know, a couple of years back, they came out with a, with an Atari that was obviously... Sorry about that. That's all right. <laughs> they came back with a, with an Atari that you could actually hook up. Kind of made it look like the old Atari, but obviously technology had kind of moved up. But... Uh, Still had the old games with the old graphics, you know, where you played Pac-Man. It didn't matter which way you go. Pac-Man. Oh yeah, they've got plug-and-play stuff. Yeah, we actually had one. It had twenty-five games on it. Yeah, twenty-five yeah. games on it. And I used to throw it in a little little bag, and we'd go on road trips and whatever hotel we'd end up in, I'd plug it in. And my kids were playing Combat. Yeah, we're playing Target Fun, and it had uh, Pitfall. I'm like, wow, this thing's really cool. And I'm sitting there going, oh, thank you, God. Yeah. <laughs> my kids are cool. <laughs> Asteroids. Um, yeah. Pac-Man. Yeah, those are uh, yeah, th- those are those are classics for sure. Yeah, Activision used to have uh, River Raid. That one was cool. Sequest. That was a fave. But when I was in the army, combat with the two tanks. Yeah. I, my folks had sold my Atari at a garage sale and I come home on leave in the army and I go to this garage sale and there's an, it, mine wasn't in the original Atari it was a telegames like the Sears knockoff. And here it is. Here's one sitting at a garage sale and I'm looking at it and I'm looking at every scratch and dent on it. I'm going, is this my old Atari? It was like years later. And for $30, I bought it and every game they had. And I took it back to, you know, Fort Irwin there in California, and everybody's playing PlayStations and Nintendo 64s. I plugged that thing in, and all the old sergeants just, oh, my God, you've got an Atari. So I just, I was like, here, y'all go for it. And we just sat, they turned into a bunch of 12-year-olds. So it's. Yeah, yeah so um, I think about, you know, um, I guess when I was in junior high, Nintendo came out, and that was like a, a big deal. Oh, uh, dude. It was a, the Mike Tyson. Oh, uh, Mike fight. Tyson Punch-Out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, that was crazy. So. Now kids play. I'm talking to them. I'm like, "Hey, uh, let's go to sleep." Oh, Dad, can I finish this game? 
And uh, I said, oh, okay. And then all of a sudden, hey, I got you. I'm like, what are you saying? You got me. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, because they're doing the, the yeah, they're, talking yeah, online. Yeah, they're talking to somebody time. else. I like, And so now, obviously, I get it. But I, I, have, I don't even understand, understand how that works, talking about technology. Oh, I, yeah, it was a couple of years ago. I'm sitting there, and, and my middle kid, she goes, what are you playing? I said, oh, I found this little shoot 'em up game, you know, and I'm playing with some guys that were in the military, and it's pretty cool. And all of a sudden, she goes, uh, what's your screen name? And I told her, and all of a sudden she downloaded it on her phone, and she's downstairs, and I and she's got her earbuds in, and we're talking back and forth. And then these, these military guys are like, "Who is this girl in the game?" Like, it's my daughter, <laughs> and she is like, "What's she gonna do?" Oh, she's gonna do Overwatch on the hill. You know, I've got her, her you know, shoot 'em up gun and everything. And they're like, "Hey, your daughter's pretty cool." And then she's like, "Wow, Dad, these guys are all right. Are they your age?" Yeah, pumpkin, they're my age. You know, but. I, I used to love, remember on Nintendo, uh, Jackal? Remember the game with the two Jeeps on the screen and you're scrolling up? It's a co-op, it's like Contra. I it's don't a remember. Oh, man, Contra? Don't remember that one. Oh, man, with the two guys. Oh, man. I don't remember. Oh, man, everybody over 35 is going up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. Be a select start. You get 30 lives for two players. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's, oh, man. Yeah, I was a nerd. <laughs> still am. Still am. I, I don't remember that. Uh, yeah, so uh, we used to buy games. Uh, uh, we could buy one game that had, that had to last us for a long mm. time. Uh, and my parents didn't believe in buying us multiple games. Um, You're trading back and forth with your friends? No, because they were, well, they had. You tell them, don't buy this. I already have that. You can borrow this if I can borrow that. Well, they would have some of the same games, but uh, remember back then you could rent games just like you'd rent these are tips. Blockbuster. Yeah. Yeah. You could rent games. Yeah, so that's what we would do. So there'd be a weekend, like you could rent a game. Sometimes the uh, the games didn't work right, so you had to blow them, blow on them. Yeah, blow on them or run your finger on it or alcohol swab. Yep. Oh, my Lord. Or when PlayStation came out and the discs would be scratched. Yeah. Oh, my God. These kids would just be, oh, it's scratched. I'm like, dude, you know, relax. <laughs> you got to learn learn to, to take, take care of it. So teach them responsibility. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah, a challenge within itself. But I think, you know, I think it goes with every generation. I mean, I remember my dad said, before you take the car out, check the oil. Walk around the vehicle, check your tire pressure. All that kind of jazz. And there was one time I got in the little truck I was driving, and I started backing up. I was like, man, something feels wrong. And I had a flat. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, ooh, if I'd have checked that out before, you know, I wouldn't, you know, have too many problems right now. Yeah, you know, my, my dad was the same way and uh, real strict, you know, uh, with us, with the vehicles. Um, you know, now it's interesting, but like changing oil. You know, he would, uh, you had to change your oil. You did it yourself. You would uh, you'd put a little marker, um, like you'd, you'd, you'd actually were, <laughs> I remember doing it now, I think about the oil filter, I take off part of the oil filter deal, mm-hmm. and I'd write the mouse as far as when I changed it, yep. and the date, and I would put it just kind of right like oh, where, yeah, where, where my pseudometer was at. So you had to do it every 3,000 miles, and if you went like 3,100 miles, oh, you were going to hear it, he was going to, oh, yeah. he was going to be, you know, in your face talking about, you know, you know, all you want to do is put gas in it, and like you got to put oil. You got to check. No, that was the other thing. You had to, you had to always check the tires, check your air pressure, because not they're going to wear uneven. Um, so no, he was a he was a stickler for that. And every uh, every Sunday after church, we'd go eat, and after eat, we would come home. And one weekend or first weekend, we would uh, do yard work, mm-hmm. and the the next weekend we were we were cleaning cars, washing cars, waxing cars. And uh, I, I really enjoyed doing it. So I guess that's probably probably my, my fascination with the automotive industry was just looking at our cars. And of course, we didn't have have the nicest cars, but we sure thought they we sure thought they were. We definitely shined them up like like they were. So as uh, as I got into uh, into high school, that was kind of my side job since I enjoyed washing cars and cleaning cars. I'd go to all, you know around the neighborhood and I'd wash cars and. There were some really nice cars, and I just, you know, I take so much pride in doing it just because I was thinking, God, if, if I had a car like this, and these people don't know what they have, they should really take care of it. And uh, mm-hmm. so I'd really clean them up. And uh, so that's that was probably my fascination as far as how I how I, I got into this this industry. And uh, being around all those cars, I thought, Wow, why do I want to leave this? And I've I've done paste wax on the car. I've actually done the car and the chrome. On a 57 Chevy Nomad, I've done it. 
<laughs> I did it once. And my buddy's dad, because he said, I'll pay you all to wash the cars. But if you, and I was like, I'll do the Nomad. And he goes, well, I got some paste wax. I was like, all right, I'll do it. And while my buddy, you know, his son is over there with new finish or Meguiar's or something. He's just, you know, non-abrasive. He's just going to car to car to car. And I'm working on that Nomad for the whole day. And I did the chrome. At the end of the day, he goes, man, that car looks great. I was like, my arms hurt. I am tired. That was a, that was the first and last time I ever did a car that big with all the paste wax. Definitely the whole wax on, wax off deal, huh? Oh, dude, it... I tell you what, I don't know why my arms weren't bigger. I should have turned into Popeye. I got tennis elbow from waxing a dang car. But it, I'm, I'm going to tell you what, it was almost sundown when I finished it. I finished buffing it out, and he started it up, and he, the sun was still shining in the street, and he pulled that car. It was Edinburgh on Lakeshore Drive. He pulled that thing out there, and the sun hit it, and it looked awesome, if not for a moment and I, I, it looked like something off a calendar, you know. But I learned from then on. I'm like, I'm not doing that crap anymore. <laughs> no, sir. Do it the like, easy way. Yeah, Dad goes, did you learn? My old dad always said, did you learn something? I was like, yeah, that new finish, non-abrasive and McGuire stuff works. He goes, that's why I use it on the vet. So I was like, yes, sir. Yeah, that's an interesting. Yeah, you know, to kind of talk to you, obviously we've kind of gone off on, on a few tangents. But oh, yeah. you had mentioned as far as how I, how I started with the company and, um, I interviewed with uh, with Bud, and uh, I'd done all this research before I interviewed with Bud, and you know just to understand how the how the paint company started and how it started and where where Bud's father was from. Mm-hmm. And I walked in there and I studied it, studied. It. Of course, I was you know, studied it for a couple of days and crammed that last night. And I came in here and I met with Bud, and all this stuff kind of went out the window. Mm-hmm. We we were just uh, two guys talking. We just you know, my I think my interview lasted three hours, and I think we talked about the automotive industry for maybe the first fifteen minutes. Yeah, and then I think at the very end we realized that we hadn't really talked about too much, and he kind of interviewed me for about another fifteen minutes, and uh, thought uh, okay, you know, and uh, so I think the interview went went, went okay. Went it well. sounds like it did, yeah. cons- considering where we're both sitting. Yeah, so right it, now it turned out okay, but it was funny because. Uh, um, after the interview, I guess he, I guess he thought, God, maybe this this interview went too good. He's like, well, you know, we're still looking over a couple of things, and maybe, you know, we'll, we'll talk again. You know, it's like, okay, that was kind of a switch. And then we walked outside, and and uh, I guess he saw that I was driving a Ford pickup truck, kind of mm-hmm. a ranch truck. And he goes, hey, is this your truck? I was like, uh, yeah, it's my, it's my truck. He's like, hey, it's like a ranch truck. It is. <laughs> it's an old pickup <laughs> truck. Come on, here, let me introduce you a few people. Next thing I know, he introduced me into uh, with Mark Payne, introduced me to uh, CFO, and like, hey, this is John. I want you to meet him. He may come work for us. So, <laughs> so uh, this is getting better. <laughs> so then I started to feel better about the uh, about the job, and sure enough, they uh, they they called me back, and it's been a blessing ever since. I, uh, um, you know, they there's no way they could ever fire me. It's, this is a great group of uh, of, uh, of owners, just because they really care about not just their customers, but also their their employees, and. Uh, uh, but uh, one of the first times I saw him walk into a dealership after I was, was hired on, not only did he know everyone's name that he was talking to, he knew their kid's name. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think at this point in time, I think we've got to have somewhere around 700 employees. Yeah. And, uh, and just to know these people's name and know their kid's name and how they're doing. And, hey, how old is he now? About seven? And, like, yeah, he turned seven two weeks ago. Like, how does this man keep up with this stuff? But uh, you know he does, and I, and I think the reason he does because he, it's not fake. You know the the man yeah. really cares. It's very yeah. yeah. Like you said, you're in there for three hours. Very disarming. Yes. When you're one on one with it, like I've told other uh, guests on the podcast, it's very. It's like wow. It's like yes. It's not just a picture on the wall. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a real human being. Sure. And it, you definitely want to do do right by by him and do right right by the family name for sure. Indeed, and I, I, I know I wear it on my chest <laughs> and on my head and on the side of what I drive. And really, that's it. You don't, you don't have it branded. I don't have it branded like the, or tattooed. Like the, like the Yellowstone. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that show. Really? No, I haven't seen. I that cannot show. believe you have not seen that show. That is a great, great show. No, I, I know of it. I was at a recent event and I saw some old boy dressed like it. And I went, "Is that that from that show?" So I couldn't tell. 
Oh, but uh, well, I warn you, if you start watching it. It's addictive. It, yeah, it's addictive. Next thing you know, it'll be like five in the morning. Like, oh, my God, I got to wake up in two hours. Oh, man. Mm. That's the thing. It's uh, I'll see. I mean, I'll, it it has Costner in it. I love Dancers with Wolves. Yeah. That's that's a that's a movie. That's a classic pleasure movie. Oh yeah, Tatonka. Tatonka. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That was a that's a classic. Uh, I've I've seen that movie two hundred times, and that's oh. a that's one of those movies that uh, you definitely like to show. You like to show your kids because it comes with a lot of a uh, a lot of uh, you know lessons. Indeed, indeed. Well, hey, we were talking about music here a little bit a while ago, and you talked about George Strait. If I was to play you a song, what, which song would you want to hear? Like what genre or something? Would it be a George Strait song or another country song? What would you want to hear? Um, so, as, as I mentioned, I like the uh, the old uh, old George Strait, uh, late seventies, early eighties. Uh, probably one of my favorite songs he sings is uh, "Friday Night Blues." Or Friday Night Fever? Yeah, sorry, Friday Night Fever. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, oh, Friday Night Blues, that's a yeah. John Connolly. Friday yeah, yeah, Night Blues. Yeah, yeah sorry. No, yeah, uh, Friday John, Night but Fever. I'm, but I'm a John Connolly fan, too. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I'm just a common man yes. with a common van. That's the one. That's the <laughs> yeah. one. But yeah. Rose colored glasses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's my, uh, that's, that's me. You, you know, you mentioned Don Williams, you know, Eddie oh, yeah. Rabbit. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's my time. I know. That's, that's what I, I, Oh, that's how I learned how to dance. My mom had had the radio in the kitchen. I'd step on her. She's like, step up here on my feet. And she'd, I'd just stand on her feet and she'd do the moves there. And of course I still can't dance with a thing, but yeah, no, that, she that, tried. That was, that's a deal in a small town. You, you had to, you had to learn how to dance. My, uh, my aunt, um, right when I was getting to sixth grade, probably the summer between my fifth and sixth grade, it's like, all right, you probably start going to these little sock hops and stuff. Got to teach you how to dance. Oh, sock hop. Yeah. yeah. I heard that in a while. So she started teaching me how to dance and, yeah, thank God she did, uh, Linda. If you're listening, thank you, love you. <laughs> but uh, she, uh, no, she taught me how to dance, and uh, uh, you know, taught me manners. You know, taught mm. me, uh, you know, if a lady uh, you know, walks uh, walks into the room, walks into the table, you stand up. Mm-hmm. Uh, she leaves, she gets up, you stand up. So, you know, you you open the door for them, and uh, I think a lot of those things have kind of fallen by the wayside. Ironically, <laughs> um, we started this uh, about an hour ago. Probably about 15 minutes before that, I just got a text about my son complimenting him about uh, doing doing some of that. Ah, so I'm trying to, try to instill that in, in him as well. You know, you know whether you live in a, in a big city, I mean, I say this is a big city. I mean, you look at McAllen, Edinburgh, it's all one big city now. It's all, all, all connected. Yeah, the Metroplex. Yes. Like the auto mall. <laughs> there you go. It's on microcosm. So just trying to teach him some of those, uh, some of those, uh, those same things, and uh, I think it'll go a long way for you know him or anyone else. Awesome. Well, raising them right. Yeah. Doing a good job. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm going to go ahead and see if we can get that uh, George Strait song out for y'all. Some of that Friday Night Fever. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if uh, uh, I don't know if that's going to go very well because my wife hates that song. <laughs> oh, even better. No, I'm just kidding. It's all right. It's all right. I love that song. I've played that song a few times, and I I, I love that song. There's a actually there's a song uh, I had forgotten about it until I started playing with another local musician. He's up north now. But Mr. Brady Honeycutt, if you're out there listening, I got to play bass for Brady here not too long ago. And it was at Tonight I'll Be Honky Tonk Crazy, yeah. Rip Roaring Wild. I was like, ooh, this outlaw. I yeah. like this. He goes, that's George Strait. I was like, wow. But yeah, we'll do that. We'll yeah, it takes me back. Oh. Yeah, it takes me back to those, uh, you know, uh, being from Alice, he, he would play in Kingsville mm. once a year. And, um, yeah, those those were good times. You're you're standing in, the, in basically in the middle of a rodeo, standing in in basically you know you know dirt and uh, horse manure. <laughs> yeah, breathing it all in. Yeah, and having a great. And time. there's George Strait. Yeah, having a great time. You know, when he played here, uh, how long has it been now? Four years. Yeah. Oh, that was a. I was there. It was great. And, and the, the people behind him, like they had, they didn't have a black backdrop. Like the whole arena was open. Yeah. And he turned around, and the, those people were wild. Man, yeah. I don't know what was in their cup. Yeah, that was a that was a good time. That was a good time. Put on a good show, and you know it was good to see a bunch of people out there with kids. You know, yes, you know, yes. I've to when the when the folks get involved, the grand folks, of course, that's always good. I mean, I even went to a heavy metal show. I went to see it was Judas Priest headlining 
Black Label Society at Zach Wilde's band. And then op- opening for them was Thin Lizzy. And that's what I wanted to see. And I missed Thin Lizzy. Just like as soon as we got there, it's like, ladies and gentlemen, I think you Thin Lizzy. And I was like, no. The boys are back in town. Yeah. And uh, then when uh, Priest came out, you know, headlining, the, and Rob Halford, the front man, he goes, I want to thank everybody for coming tonight. He goes, I see three generations in here, multiple generations. I see uh, grand folks with their kids and their grandkids, and they're all metalheads. I'm like, wow, you know, that's pretty cool. Sure. But then, he, you know, even live, I've played uh, what's that song, uh, David Bowie song, Space Oddity. Yeah. Space yeah. Ground Control, yeah. the Major Tom. Yeah. And I tell people, I go, this, I remember it was uh, 2019, I said, I'm going to play y'all an old rock song and it's 50 years old. And I was playing a, at a local brewery and uh, people, Oh wow. All of a sudden ground control to major Tom. And there was some guy in the, in the front row, just kind of looking down like, Oh my God, this song's 50 years old. I remember when this came out on the radio, Yeah, um, where have the decades gone, you know, and I could see him reflecting. Yeah. That's, that's you know, cool. You know, um, who else put on a good show is Zach Brown. Uh, when he played here, yeah, because he started playing all kinds of genres too. Oh yeah, I mean, and they didn't have the big screens and all yeah. the fancy. Li- it was just a black backdrop and a light show, and those were musicians having fun. Yeah. I could tell, I was like these guys are jamming out; they're having a great time. It's like I, I know what these guys are like. The zone they're in right now, sure. they were having a blast. Yeah, and everybody else had a blast. Yeah, that was a good show. Yeah, we'll go ahead and we'll get that song out for you right now. All right, John, here's that George Strait you want. We don't have the rights to it, but we're going to play this thing anyway. I love the sound of the jukebox playing, so I sit here while she's staying home, watching Dallas on TV. I love the taste of whiskey straight But the strongest thing she ever takes is a sip From a small glass of Chablis Though birds of a different feather Our love keeps us together And she knows what's wrong with me tonight I've got that Friday night fever Sometimes a man just needs a breather She knows I love her and I need her Cause I'm no cheater I've just got that Friday night fever She wouldn't change me if she could I wouldn't change her, she's too good Sometimes a man just needs a change of pace And I've heard all those come on lines But I go home at closing time I know no one could ever take her place Now she's taking down her hair She knows I'll soon be there To give her the love she needs tonight I've got that Friday night fever Sometimes a man just needs a breather She knows I love her and I need her Cause I'm no cheater I've just got that Friday night fever I've got that Friday night fever Sometimes a man just needs a breather She knows I love her and I need her And I'm no cheater I just got that Friday night fever Give a double shot. There's a hundred dollar bill on the table to get me through the night. I got tight blue jeans, a honky tonk queen to hold me tight, and the cowboy bands in mission of a Texas waltz. 
It's music to my ears and I need to hear To keep me from climbing the walls Cause tonight I'll be Honky tonk crazy Rip roaring wild One more time Tonight I'll be Honky tonk crazy Let the whiskey whisker out of my mind Oh, let the whiskey whisker out of my mind I've got all my friends around me Telling the latest jokes But they can't see the jokes on me I'm at the end of my rope So I step outside and drink one In the driving rain That's alright if I'm high tonight Cause she's already drove me insane Cause tonight I'll be Honky tonk crazy Rip roaring wild One more time Cause tonight I'll be Get on crazy Let the whiskey Whisker out Of my mind Oh let the whiskey Whisker out Of my mind Let the whiskey Whisker out Of my mind Let the whiskey Whisker out Of my mind Oh, God bless George Strait. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Payne Auto Talk with Chris Marshall of the Payne Street Team, brought to you by Payne Auto Group Valleywide and PayneAutoGroup.com. We would like to thank our guest today, Mr. John Barraza of the Payne Auto Mall. He's the one you come to see at the Chevy store, the GMC store, and at our Ed Payne Motors Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. Can we tongue twister? Don, yes, it's it's hard to get them all in there. It's like that guy, the, the Micro Machine Man. Remember the Micro Machine? Yeah. That guy could talk fast. Yeah, that's why I just go with CDJR. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's what I say. That, that guy could do our disclaimers better than I could. But we want to thank you for being our guest today, Mr. Brock. you have anything in closing? No, actually just, uh, you know, be safe, everyone out there during the holiday season. Uh, God bless. And uh, we can do anything for you. Please uh, don't hesitate to call. All righty. You heard from the man himself. This is Chris Marshall with Payne Auto Talk. Y'all have a wonderful, happy, safe holiday season. Merry Christmas. Shabbat Shalom. And we'll see you all in the new year. Don't forget the reason for the season. And we are gone.